Hey guys, it's Mom Taraj, the podcast about being a mom that thinks that most mom stuff is super boring. So we created our own posse. I'm Ashley. And I'm Carrie. And we are ready to walk you down the red carpet of motherhood. guys happy wednesday unless it was a couple weeks ago where carrie got the episode out on thursday it happens sometimes it happens it doesn't happen often but it does happen sometimes you know why it's all on brand carrie we're busy moms there's just too much shit and it's on brand to constantly be struggling constantly be overwhelmed <laughs> and just not be able to be up to date with anything we have an amazing show we've got the in Comparable. I don't think that's how you pronounce it, but I like to use words. Incomparable. That's the word. Again, I went to school to be a tree. The incomparable. <laughs> no, please. Betsy Stover, uh, a longtime old, old-timey friend of mine from back in the early 2000s from the New York City scene, and she's going to be joining us for the whole entire show. And she has a very successful and hysterically funny podcast that has given Ashley and I hope for a better future called Why Mommy Dream. Hello. Hi. Thank you. What a lovely introduction. <laughs> why doesn't mommy drink? I feel like everything is why mommy <laughs> drinks at this point, you know? <laughs> yeah, it should just be uh, that mommy drinks. <laughs> yeah. 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 Mommy drinks just because she cannot. So let's talk about Oof. what we're going to do on the show today. We're going to talk to Betsy, which we're already talking to her. We're going to continue to talk to her. We are going to talk about this article that has inspired a What's the Deal? So a What's the Deal, Betsy, is where we do a kind of really deep dive on what's the deal with something. And so today we're going to mm-hmm. do YouTube kid videos. <laughs> and we have an article that has sort of uh, cracked my brain wide open because my kid's not quite at that stage yet. And then, as always, we have our hashtag swag bag. But up next, the tits and the shit. I'm going to start with the tits. Real Housewives of Salt Lake City, bitches. Yes, friend. <laughs> that shit is so good. I have not been so excited for a franchise since the very beginning of Real Housewives of New Jersey, which I used to watch with my girlfriend back when we were just ladies of leisure working at a bar, and we would play Dance Dance Revolution <laughs> and then drink copious amounts of cocktails and watch Real Housewives of New Jersey. I have not been so excited for a franchise. And you know, I'm not really a reality show girl, but girl, you give me some Mormons, you give me a lady. So they are Mormons. A lot of, of them. them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then one lady is married to her step-grandfather. Not a Mormon though. She is <gasps> she is Pentecostal and there are rumors swirling on the Twitter that she actually, she and her husband grandfather are actually <laughs> running a cult. Ooh. It is real, 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 real good television. Yeah. And I yeah. Cannot wait. And it, it's just another way that Ashley and I can bond. Like we needed another. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that's my tits. And it's on tonight. And I am so excited. It's so good. Give it a try, Betsy. I think I will. I have not checked in really with the Real Housewives since like way back in the beginning of the franchise. And I'm I'm such a like... I don't know, like idiot, uh, that I was like, this will be fun. What do housewives do all the time? (laughs) Like, I really thought it was that they were, I didn't realize it was like, oh, no, no, no. It's a reality show. They're like, are you writing thank you notes again and working the the charity league? (laughs) I really thought it was about that. (laughs) 
And I was strangely sad. I, You know what? I don't like reality shows where everyone fights. Maybe just because I grew up in a family that fought all the time. So it's like triggering and upsetting. Uh, me too. I feel like maybe it's comforting for me. I don't know. I live for the drama. Yes, I think that is true. Betsy, yeah. I want to I I think- make the show that you want to see, though. I want the show where it's just housewives like going to co- It's like the coupon show, like the extreme <laughs> coupon show mixed with hoarders, mixed with something else. I feel like that's the show that you're looking for. You want to see the ladies who are like, well, uh, here is my bunker where I have Costco. Yes, I just want to like see their nice life. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's what I want to see where everyone gets along. <laughs> should I get brushed bronze yeah. or, or should I get brushed steel? I'm so confused about these fixtures. My drapery. very calming and comforting. Although I have to say, I have a dirty secret, which is I used to watch a lot of the um, Duggars. Oh, yeah. Oh, like, no. 20 kids and counting and stuff, but which I found very comforting. So I like I like reality shows where people don't argue. <laughs> that is actually now, the opposite of that. I love that so much. What a great fun fact. <laughs> Now, I don't watch that show anymore, and I know that they are extremely problematic and always have been in many ways, but... eh. Quick sidebar, do you guys remember that plot point on Keeping Up with the Kardashians when Courtney became an extreme couponer? No. Oh, that was like a very small plot point where, like, I think it was one episode, kind of like when Chris started playing tennis and they were all like, she makes sex noises. This was Courtney got into extreme couponing and Because Lord knows she needs to save some money. Right. I don't think anything was more (laughs) insulting in the entirety of the world than that right there. But anyway. Well, of all of the Kardashians, I mean, I feel like... Courtney doesn't seem to have as much, uh, you know, sort of streams of income. Yes. <laughs> That's true. My shits are, you know, it's so hard because really we always want to do what's on top of mind, which is the fact that today my daughter is the worst. But I feel like that's so generic that instead I'm going to talk about the fact that most people don't believe this about me. Ashley thinks it's a lie. Um, my husband, he's not, I'm not married to him, but I'll just call him my husband because it's just easier. He finally sees the truth, which is that I have extreme social anxiety. And Mm. it's coming into play right now when I have just moved and I am trying to make friends with my new neighbors. And the other day, my man was like, wow, you really do have terrible social anxiety. I needed to borrow a rake. (laughs) Actually, this is the show that you want to see, Betsy. I needed to borrow a rake because I needed to do (laughs) the raking of my lawn from fall leaves. And I got a, we, our neighbors delivered us a little like, welcome to the neighborhood package from our neighborhood association has everybody's like names and their kids' names and their addresses and their phone numbers. Oh, wow. You have moved to like a neighbor. Oh, yes. I got Bobka. I got (gasps) an action park book that someone in the neighborhood wrote. That's fun. Yeah, we got like a care package and everyone's like, hi to how neighbor kind of thing. Oh, no. Yeah. So I'm trying to introduce myself to the neighbors. Well, I needed a rake. And I was like, I can't do this. I need you to, I need you to do it, Lee. And he's like, come on. It's just a text or a phone number. I'm like, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't do it. I can't do it. So he did it. And then when we were out in the world, and Ashley knows a little bit of this story, but when we were out in the world and I saw them, I'm terrible. Like I just talk, but it's so awkward. Like it's so awkward. I'm just like, hi, hi, this is Luna. I'm Carrie. Uh, I have Crocs because I saw her wearing Crocs. <laughs> I was like, I have Crocs. Those are cool. I like yours. P.S. I'm not wearing the Crocs. And then I'll say something like, I have a mom show. Okay, gotta go. Bye. 
Amazing. Meanwhile, I'm holding my child and my kid's just going, I'm two. I pooped. So I am just horrible. And I mean, I'm sort of glad that this has shown my my man that I'm not a liar and that I really do have terrible anxiety. And frankly, I'm on medication for it. The reason why I got into improv and stand-up comedy was because I actually am a horribly awkward person. I mean, most mm-hmm. comedians are. Mm-hmm. I hate people. So my shits are, I have to do this all over again with all these people that seem to be really friendly. And and what ends up coming out of my mouth is I have Crocs. I like yours. They're different. Honestly, everything that you just said, for the most part, sounded really normal and not weird. And maybe that's more a testament to the awkward, weird comedy people that I'm constantly surrounded by. Because this cool mom was just like, said nothing and was like... She literally, I told her, she's like super cool. And she just was like, a mom show, huh? And then walked in. And I was like, oh God, I'm dying. <sighs> I feel like that's her problem. That's uh, that's my tits and shits. Um, <laughs> who's next? Ashley, do you want to go? Sure. So a couple of weeks ago on the live show, Carrie and I had to do it separately because we had a breach in the bubble. And I got (laughs) feedback after that show. I forget who it was. Somebody was like, oh, did Carrie do something to break the bubble? It sounded like you were saying that Carrie breached the bubble. And I was like, no, 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 not at all. Carrie, it actually is like my family's fault. Oh my God, wait, are you two in a bubble, like in a pod? Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's so nice. Well, we have only children, so, like, they have no one to play with except each other. And they're a year apart, and it's, like, you know, it's it's basically as ideal as— it can possibly get given the scenario, you mm. know? You know, we generally record together. Uh, Who thought then, I breached the bubble? Oh, I think it was <laughs> Danny. I, well, it was. I think it was the way I said it. She thought that I was implying that it was you. And I was like, no. So I wanted to clarify the shits were that the COVID scare was my dad had to go into his office. And although they're doing like a very small amounts of people in the office at a time, like six, uh, he still had to go in and he got a call last week saying somebody that you were within six feet of for more than 15 minutes tested positive for COVID. And I was like, yeah. And I was like, oh, fuck. He's got that good blood, you know, that oh something blood that's supposedly like. He got that good blood. He does. He's got that good blood. Him and my grandmother both had, she had that good blood too. Wait, what does that mean, good blood? They say that. Oh. Universal donor. Yeah. They are, I don't know that it's, they just can't get it, but they're a lot less likely to get COVID. Matt's mom has it too. She has the the universal donor blood. So, you know, I avoided my parents. I was like panicking the day that they called me. I just had like a full-blown panic attack and I was like, this is it. I've been trying so hard and now I'm fucking getting this shit. <laughs> but my tits are, he was tested. It came back negative. Everything is okay. And uh, Carrie did not breach the bubble and I just wanted you all to know that it wasn't Carrie. Also, Ashley, <laughs> I'm so thankful that you just gave me a new awkward thing to talk about with my neighbors. I'm going to be like, you got the good blood? Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. It's only good if you say it like that. You got that good blood? <laughs> Because we were supposed to go see Matt's parents in Pleasantville last weekend. We told them and they were like, yeah, why don't you wait till next weekend? But I was like, yeah, listen, listen, my dad, he's got the good blood. You know, he's got that good (laughs) blood, guys. So, yeah, that's the only acceptable way to talk about the good blood, in my opinion. Maybe I'll start with my shits um, because... 
I don't know if you can hear my family in the background. A little bit. Yes, a little little bit. bit, But I like it. Okay. They are so loud, (laughs) these people. They're so loud. I have three little boys. I have the loudest husband. I love him so much, but he's so loud. And you know, and I'm not a quiet person. I get it. But I do like silence and I do like quiet and it feeds me and it gives me energy in life to just have silence. Um, and I also just, I have, um, we've been in quarantine since mid-March. We have not, outside of like, we took a few camping trips yeah. with just ourselves. Other than that, we've been in the house and uh they're just so fucking loud you guys um and you know we're doing two of them are doing distance learning so also my eight-year-old will be in class and then my 10-year-old will just kind of wander out of his class and downstairs and then he and my husband are having some just incredibly loud discussion about something (laughs) And my poor eight-year-old, of course, can't hear his class because everyone's so loud. And it's not, they're not yelling like angrily, although sometimes they are. Uh, But it's more just like, they're just talking so loud. (laughs) I've gotten to the point now because it's been so long in quarantine that um, that I just, like, I I keep thinking I'm out of rope. Like, I, I keep thinking, I'm like, I just don't. I'm just, I don't have anything left in me. But then, of course, this whole thing keeps dragging on. But I really have gotten to the point now where I need to sort of stay away from my family sometimes. <laughs> because just even just being de- like with them for short periods of time, I'm just like, oh, my God, this is so overwhelming to all of my senses. Uh, I just need some quiet. <laughs> So that's my shits. Well, here's the thing, too. Like, I go around shushing everyone all the time, which feels like it's just what a dick move. Like, I'm just shushing people all the time. I have one boy and my husband, and I can't possibly imagine what three boys is like because mine is a fucking lunatic. And that's that he's, like, actually not. He's, like, a pretty good, pretty sweet little boy. But he screams all the time. We did a self-tape for a commercial this morning as a family. And he's going, (laughs) I love chocolate chip cookies! And I'm like, Lord, have mercy on all of us. Yeah, I hope it's a cookie commercial. It it is. It was for Hershey's. Chill, bro. Like, it's okay. You could say that at a normal decibel and it's still convincing. So, yeah, like, two of my three children are, like, what you're just describing. Just, like... Loud lunatics. Yeah, yeah. And then, yeah. And then my youngest will do what, what he's told. He better. How old is the youngest? He is four and a half, but he'll, um, he's going to turn five around Christmas. Oh. Was he always like that or is this a recent development? Like, I'm trying to figure out if you're giving me hope or if this is like a personality trait. Um, no, he's always oh, been that fuck. way. Okay. So sorry. <laughs> no, the other two have always been lunatics. They continue to be lunatics. And then my youngest has always been like, you know, He's like my little shadow. No. All right. And I'll tell you my tits, which is there's a new season of The Crown. I don't know if you all watch The Crown. It's all about the Windsor. I have a weird thing against British shows. I just like <laughs> don't like them. I don't like I don't understand British people's humor. I don't. Also, if this were about like people of a different race, this would be an incredibly racist comment but because it's the british i feel like it's somewhat acceptable um ashley hates british people i 
don't. Like, I love John Oliver, but, like, he's funny. I think most British people are not funny. I don't get their, like, I don't get their, like, the way John they Oliver speak. is her token British person yes. that she's allowed to like. Quite actually. Yes. He's one of the good yes, ones. Yes, he's, like, he's an acceptable one. He's, like, a gateway drug uh, British person. Oh but I will say this whole Princess Diana storyline, I am interested. Yes. Yes, I was, yeah, exactly. I, I am so here for this whole Princess Diana thing. There's just so much intrigue in this season. As someone who, you know, grew up in the, the 80s and 90s, I, uh, I, I'm i just so here for it, for it all. And uh, it's delightful. And it's, I, I pause it like every two seconds being like, this show is so good. Look how they directed really? that. Did you see her face? This casting is amazing. Yeah, I'm just, I am so into it. Huh. It is giving I may give it a chance. You know, I wasn't going to watch The Queen's Gambit because I was like, oh, it sounds like it's a British show. No, it's And then Carrie told me it wasn't. And yeah, it's fucking amazing. So, you know, maybe I'll give it a shot is my point. Maybe I'll I'll try it out. You know why you like that show, Betsy? Because it's quiet. It's a quiet show. I do. It's a very quiet show. (gasps) That's why I liked The Duggars. That's why I (laughs) wanted to see a show. (laughs) about just housewives doing housewife (laughs) stuff. I just want everyone to shut the fuck up. So now, Betsy, I'm going to pretend that you're not with us. I'm going to be like, next up, we have an amazing segment with the TV, radio, film, real world personality that is Betsy Stover. She is the host, co-host of Why Mommy Drinks. She's an actress and comedian and a mom of basically a frat house full of boys. She also was one of the nice ones in the New York acting scene. Welcome to Momtourage, (laughs) Ms. Betsy Stover. Hey! Thank you. Wow. Yeah, what an intro. What an intro. I'm really horrible at writing (laughs) intros. Betsy, I feel like we need to first start with that frat house of boys. How many boys do you have? What are their ages? And exactly, you know, how many penises are there in your home currently? Oh, one is too many. (laughs) I live in a house with my husband, so that's one. (laughs) Ding. Um, And then I have three children. They're all boys. So the youngest is four and a half. The middle is eight. And my oldest is 10. And do you have any pets? Well, Uh um, (laughs) we have a lot of fish. My oldest son went to uh, this like school thing and they were giving out goldfish as prizes. And they weren't even like pretty goldfish. They were like ugly, dumb basic goldfish (laughs) so we like won a goldfish so then we had to get a tank and then of course then everyone else has to have a fish so now we've got three fish and then of course they all die and then you have to get new fish and then at some point I think in the spring my oldest came home again with a bag with a guppy mother and who was pregnant and she had like two babies Los Angeles the place where fish thrive <laughs> you get a fish and you get a fish and then we had to buy a new tank because they don't like hang with goldfish and they need warm water so now we have two tanks and guppies I don't know if you know this they are incredibly fertile. We essentially have like 50 fish in a tank. And evidently they're also Mormon because they're having sex with their family. Yeah. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, it is incest. Yeah, Real oh, yeah. Housewives of Salt Lake like City crazy deformed. up in your... Mary is not a Mormon, Carrie. She's I Pentecostal. Know. No, but we learned from that episode that, whatchamacallit, the one that owns the Botox salon was like, and Mormons are really loose with who you can marry. Yeah, well. So, anyway. Let me ask you this, Betsy. If somebody said, hey, I promise you that if you have another child, it will be a girl. Like, it is a guarantee, no doubt, 100% certain you will have a girl. Would you have another child? No, thank you. Okay. All right. Hard pass. Yeah. (laughs) You're going to be surprised. This is actually what I wanted. (laughs) (laughs) I wanted a bunch of boys. And actually, this last, my last pregnancy, I was afraid it might be a girl. Mm. And I think because girls are more complicated. I think in a lot of ways they might be kind of easier to like uh, fuck up. Mm -hmm. I I think there's so many ways that you move through life as a woman that are not necessarily how men move through life. There are a lot of different layers of how to sort of comport yourself so that other people will treat you well, even though it's not fair. You know what I mean? Like, yes. So that even if you don't believe, like, you know, you don't have to fucking smile at everyone. You don't have to wear makeup. But, uh, you know, at the same time, you want to teach them how to be able to move through life in a way that benefits them in in a way that's easy. But also you don't want to buy into all the bullshit. So anyway, it's a lot of stuff to consider. And I just was like, oh, gosh, I don't know. I don't think I can do that. My sister and I have this discussion all the time because she has three, well, will very shortly have three boys. And like when I step on the scale in the morning, if my kid sees me, I'm like, uh oh, I don't want her to see me. So I'm like hiding, stepping on a scale. And then when she does it, I'm like, it's a counting game to see how strong you are. Let's count. <laughs> and like my sister doesn't have to wear, she's like, I understand, right. like body dysmorphia, men have it too. But my sister is yes. like, uh, I don't really worry about that. But if I had a girl, I would definitely worry about it. There's just like all other kinds of things. I'm like, having a girl. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. And also just from a practical standpoint, I like that. It's like, look, these are all our toys. These are all our clothes. We, they all use them. We don't have to get anything different. Yes. Yeah. I, I mean, I have to tell you, I grew up, been best friends with my mom my whole life, love her to death. And it, when I got pregnant, even though I didn't plan on having a kid, I thought if I ever had a child, it was going to be a girl because I wanted to replicate that relationship. And when I found mm. out that my son was a boy, I I cried. I was upset. I was not very happy about it for about a week. And then it was like, you know what? I'm breaking some cycles. I have a new opportunity to kind of like do something else than what I know. And now I wouldn't have it any other way. I am so, even though he's a fucking crazy man... I love him dearly. I kind of call me an asshole, but I kind of love that, like, my two guys, like, love their lady and take care mm-hmm. of me like their girl, you know? I And not that I need him to take care of me, but there's kind of this interesting relationship I've never had. I don't have any brothers. I don't have any nephews. I, I've never had this relationship, really. Yeah. That's what I wanted, yeah. exactly, to be, like, the woman in this house of, like, yep. men. It's kind of really nice. Here's the other thing. 
thing. They say, and this isn't always true, you know, I do think in most ways gender is a construct, but I will say that with boys, it appears for the most part that you you pay up front and then with girls, you tend to pay later. (laughs) And so I sort of felt like, well, I would rather just, let's let's just live in the chaos right now. While you're young. Hey, (laughs) now, so that later on we can coast a little bit and not have to just go right into a new sort of era of paying. Um, Does that make sense? I remember telling a teacher once when I was fighting with my mom and I was very upset at school. I was like, I just want to get hit by a car so my mom will have to feel really bad about it. Like, what? You're a psycho. Yeah, that's psychotic shit. (laughs) That is psychotic. I was like 13. Like, I don't need that shit. I obviously didn't try and walk in front of a car. It wasn't actually a thought. It was just like a like saying like fuck you out of anger type of thing. I was just like, man, that would make her sorry. <laughs> now I feel like I don't know. you just I don't said wanna... you have a great relationship with your mother. It's so ironic. Well, I was a teenage girl at one point for fuck's sake. That. Like we all were. Yeah. I get the sense that moms really get the the shit end of the stick. Ugh, gross. In like the teenage yep. years that all of a sudden they're like an enemy. But then, it, you know, and even they all, but here, they also, they also say that with daughters, you, they're your daughter for life. Like yeah. they, they're with you. But for sons that it's more like once they get married, they're kind of yeah. like, they're not yours anymore as much as maybe a daughter is. Yeah. Know. I'm not really looking forward to that part, but I'm also hoping that if I'm just really clingy, he'll never leave me. Yes. I'm uncomfortable. <laughs> with this whole I'm triggered from this whole conversation let's move it on to the next question all right on to the next question Betsy how did you decide to start a podcast so I started the podcast because uh, I had had a really crazy experience I took my kids to a um, sporting goods store. I think it was all three of them. I took them to a sporting goods store to get like cleats and shin guards. And it was the most harrowing experience that like I had ever had. And I just, I like felt so broken after that experience. I sort of wrote it all up and just in this like kind of rant, this vent, and I posted it to my online moms group. And, uh, and a lot of people responded and a lot of people were like, you should do a podcast. And, uh, and my friend Amanda Allen was like, hey, we should do a podcast because everything that you're talking about is what I am going through all the time. Amanda has a uh, an a son who's, I think he's like nine or 10. And then she has seven-year-old twins, twin identical girls. And her life is very madcap shit show the way that mine is. And she was like, I think you and I should do a podcast because we we have the same sort of like sense of humor about all of this. That's just like, this is a nightmare. Let's all laugh about it. So that was four years ago and we've done it weekly ever since. Although um, this summer, Amanda had to step back from the show. It might be temporary. It might be permanent, but uh, she had to, you know, because she's like distance learning three kids during a pandemic, during a Trump presidency. And she just was like, I cannot (laughs) do this on top of her full-time job, which is like super hardcore. So now it's just me. One thing I really wanted to do is make a show that was like advice free because I felt like as a mom you always have just advice coming out your ears like everyone wants to tell you how to do things and how to do it right and uh and I wanted to do a show where it was just like let's let's talk about all like the crazy insane things that happen and how you feel about it and then let's 
be affirmational, affirmational yeah, <laughs> at the end. And let's remind each other that, you know, even though things are insane and even though we may have failed massively in lots of ways, that we're still doing our best and we're trying our best and that you're doing a great job. And so we end every episode by just reminding everyone, including the listener, that they are doing a great job. I love that. It always makes me cry a little bit when I listen to your episode. <laughs> what? Like in a good way, like, you're right, Betsy, I'm doing a great job. <laughs> like that. <laughs> yeah, we needed that. You know, that came from, you know, um, Band of Mothers? Yes. yes. Formerly Pumping Up? Yes. So if you're listening and you don't know what those are, or you should look them up, Band of Mothers, they used to do a live show called The Pump and Dump Show before Pandemic. Um, and they had this one segment in it where they were like, hey, everyone right now, I want you to text a mom in your life and tell her that she's like doing an amazing job. And that was like a mind blowing thing for me. I was like, right, I need that from someone else. So I should be doing that for other moms. I should be telling other moms, you're doing a great job. We need to hear it. We don't ever hear it. Instead, everyone's like, oh my God, that person's a serial killer and it's all his mom's fault. I mean, that can also be true, but he, the mom might also be doing a great job. You know, you never know. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I mean, sure. No, not everyone's doing a great job, but we're, you know, for the most part, I think everyone's, everyone's trying their best. And uh, most people are always telling you what you should do and how you should change and what you're doing is bad. And there's so much like shame and worry and anxiety wrapped up in motherhood, especially now, our generation of mothers, that it's really important, I think, to remind everyone that like you are doing your best and your best is good enough. But I guess and my best wasn't good enough. <laughs> so here we are back where we were. Sorry, that was, was an 80s music uh, check there. Anyway. Oh, wow. So you also are an improv superstar. You teach at UCB in LA, correct? This is correct. I am a you superstar. You are a superstar. Yes. So what's been, you know, the best improv suggestions so far. I'm sure no one's ever said the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> What's the best? One of my favorites, I think, was um, dirigible. What is that? Which is like a fancy old timey way of saying blimp. Oh. Huh. And I really like that word. It's very fun. I think another one we got was aperture. Oh, with, yes. Which is yeah, like uh, like the, the how much light is coming in through the lens. Exactly. So those were I, I really like those. It it's nice because uh, it's better than just usually it's like waffle, you know. So I liked those because they were. I think dirigible was nice because it really to me brought instantly all these sort of ideas of like a certain time period, and it was very like a, vi a very vivid suggestion. <laughs> also, you don't have to know what it means to improv it. You could just improv what you think the word dirigible means which is also fun. Exactly, Carrie, you get it. I tell that to my students all the time. I'm like, if you don't if you don't know what a suggestion is, don't fucking stop and ask them what it is. Just whatever fucking picture. I would have made it like, like a granimal, but of the digits of your fingers. Yeah. It's a digit of your finger children's toy. Then I just do some I just do some sense work. I do some I do some very specific pantomime and we're <laughs> in a time and place and we're ready to go. <laughs> Because here's the other thing, like, there's so many bad suggestions out there that aren't 
very vivid and inspiring. And so when you finally get one that is vivid and inspiring, it's like delightful. So, and this is, I know this because I do know you and your husband, but in honor of the passing of the great Alex Trebek, please tell us about your husband, Ari's journey to Jeopardy. So in 2013, my husband Ari applied for Jeopardy and he got in. And at the very exact same time that he was scheduled to be on Jeopardy was when we moved from Brooklyn with two kids, two toddlers, all the way to Los Angeles. So it was a very hectic time. Good timing. But anyway, oh my God, the timing of it. (laughs) Yeah, instead of like going and staying in a hotel and having fun, it was like, oh God, we haven't had furniture for 10 days. Yeah, it was very (laughs) stressful. So anyway, yeah, so he got to, he got onto Jeopardy and we had been watching it for years and um, we, Ari and I love watching Jeopardy together. We, um, we like to do this thing where when we get to final Jeopardy, let's see, what is it? We like to, when they give the (laughs) topic, so it'll be like a civil war, let's say. And then we like to guess the answer to the question before they ask the question. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. And so we would keep track of that, which was fun because, you know, there is sort of a certain algorithm that they seem to kind of go for. Anyway, so we, we enjoy doing that and we're dorks. So he got on the show and- He's gotten uh, really into Jeopardy too. So I don't think it's like a yes. very dorky. I mean, it is, but oh, who no. gives a shit, I guess is really. Just that final Jeopardy thing. Yeah. Is a, is, so he got on the show. Um, now, Alex Trebek, first of all, he's an amazing host. He talked to the audience. He wanted to know if anyone had any questions. I feel like he did a little bit of crowd work, sort of. And of course, everyone in the audience is huge Alex Trebek fans. And they're like, thrilled beyond belief. <laughs> and um, so one thing you should know is that he would always write down the contestants' names phonetically. Huh. Um, in the case of my husband, whose last name is Vukidis, um, and like we have good friends who can't even say his last name correctly, which is totally understandable. <laughs> and now I have three sons who all have that last name. <laughs> so he wrote it down phonetically. But then when he announced Ari to the show, he said his last name wrong. And I really was like, oh my God, am I going to yell out? Do I, should I like heckle Alex Trebek? Because I was very like stage mom. I was like, he is going to win this thing. And then when he said his name wrong, I was like, oh no, <gasps> he, that's going to like bother him. And now he's not going to be able to win. So yeah, I was like, oh, do I yell Vukitas at Alex Trebek? Anyway, I didn't. <laughs> So Ari does the show. I feel like he was doing okay, but there was a woman who was like on a roll and we caught her like right in the middle of that roll. And so we get to final Jeopardy and Ari doesn't know the answer to uh, the final Jeopardy question or the question to the answer (laughs) because it's all backwards. And anyway, so because he knew that uh, he didn't know the answer, he thought it would be more fun to write something that would be silly and specifically would make me laugh. And so he wrote, uh, who is this handsome gentleman? Gentleman with a question, and like, I think he had an arrow pointing to himself. And then, of course, Alex Trebek has to say, Who is this handsome gentleman? And so, for I would say, like, a I don't know, a few days, my husband was uh, the talk of the internet. 
Um, <laughs> everyone was like, ha ha, did you hear about this guy who said, who is this handsome gentleman on Jeopardy? Uh, so that was that was a super fun experience. What a fun story. <laughs> I have a couple of friends that have been trying to get on Jeopardy who are very smart. It's very hard to get on Jeopardy. Is it? Yeah, it's very hard. You do have to take like a lot of tests yes. and stuff. I think it's a mixture of your smarts and then just luck of the draw. Exactly. There's like a whole thing with pushing the button. There's like a rhythm. Yes. And that's the thing. If you're on the show more than once, you understand that rhythm. But watching him compete, I was like, oh, I could like see that his rhythm wasn't quite happening. Well, rhythm is a dancer. It's a soul romancer. <laughs> Oh, and he came in second place. And if anyone, oh, that's that's amazing. So my first production job was I was an audience page for Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. (gasps) It was the worst. It was a terrible job. Horrible job. I hated every. I would leave crying. I had a friend who was a writer on that show, like the very first season. Probably very different if you're a writer. I think at the time, I don't even remember who the host was. It wasn't Regis. Maybe it was Meredith at the time. I don't know. It was right out of college. But, you know, at the end of taping every episode, people get to take the quiz. They, like, take them into the, like, audience holding area. Everyone gets to take the quiz to be on the show if they want. And I have to tell you, it is not a difficult quiz. And I am no, (laughs) I am no, like... Mensa candidate. Like, it, it is not... Who wants to be a millionaire is your kind of questions. Oh, Because it's like sure. pop culture stuff. Yes, and I play it all the time. It's not like this Civil War leader... Right. ...had two <laughs> battles in Hastings and then lost it in Riverdale. I actually do surprisingly well at Jeopardy, so fuck you. But... <laughs> You are correct. It is more. We should do on the live show a fake Jeopardy. (gasps) I just thought of all the work that's going to (laughs) be. There's a website that you can make a a Jeopardy game on. It's like a template and it's amazing. And we've done it as a family. My oldest kid likes to do Jeopardies for our family, but he always asks insanely obscure questions that only he knows the (laughs) answer to about like a video game he likes. (laughs) that it's just like oh god it'll be like what is the <laughs> whatever I, mine would be like where did i last hide my boogers yeah or but also it's like it is like that <laughs> it's like who the fuck would know that except for you <laughs> no one that's like a, only a personal thing like it's like what feeling did i have when i saw this like i don't fucking know dude <laughs> What's the deal with kids' YouTube videos? I first read this article from The Verge, and the writer is Adi Robertson, and he basically just goes on with how a lot of these YouTube for kids-specific videos, one are semi-incoherent storylines with, like, super tinny nursery rhymes, and it's kind of surreal. It's crazy, but only to adult eyes, because it has lifeless and inhuman animation with constant repetition of colors and keywords that make no sense. And he had a child psychologist weigh in on it, and he said that a lot of it was simply creepy. Yeah. A psychologist said this, creepy because everything has ambiguity and is driven by like a potential threat. For instance, like things are together that shouldn't be together. Yeah. Like, like they have like a Superman with a Sims and they're talking about like real estate. Like it's creepy to yep. adults because we have a framework of what should be and what shouldn't be and that there is an obvious seemingly blend of the innocent and symbolically disturbing, but the kids don't understand <laughs> that 
because they don't have a framework. And I just read this article and I was just like, this is hysterical. And then I like went deep on some of these, they're like back alley videos. That's what this looks like. Except that you have to have a level of animation to make these things. But it's definitely like the body of a transformer, but then they put like a weird face on it. And then they like, (laughs) but then they're like doing seemingly like pedestrian things, like asking for a quote on health insurance. But it's between like a transformer guy with like a rabbit head and then another person that looks like Japanimation, but then they're on like a Sims thing and he's like asking for a home insurance quote. I'm like, but the kids like it evidently. So (laughs) that's the framework for this. But really, we're just going to go, we're just going a deep dive of what's the deal with kids' YouTube videos. Dude, we could do a whole episode just on this. Okay, so we are newly into the YouTube world. It, like, it is like two, three weeks fresh. And we can think, oh, yeah, wow. we can think uh, home school, Zoom at home, <laughs> learn at home, whatever the fuck it is for this because he is on his iPad so much more. And, they, you know, he is gym class off of YouTube. So basically, it's like any parent knows the Popsico fucking song, right? Betsy, you know this? <laughs> Popsico, pop, pop. Is that Yes, I think it's an actual fucking jam. And that is how you're perfect. Yes, it's a jam. And they're great. And then the, the pizza song that the guys sing. But it just, it opened this can of worms. And it has gone <laughs> astray. We are... <laughs> In over our heads. Firstly, he loves Blippy. What's Ooh. the deal with Blippy? Blippy. Oh God. I have not ever watched Ooh. Blippy. Although, just on face value, I have to say, Blippy. Let me just say, what the actual fuck? It is horrible. It's so bad. Ashley told me, and I went deep on this. He one time made a video where he shit on his friend before he was Blippy, and he has since had yes. it scrubbed from the internet. But Carrie and I watched it. We saw it. We found it on. <laughs> we found it on a shady Russian website. Website like about a year ago, wow. and then my credit card was stolen. <laughs> was it was on my phone. If that helps, oh my god! But basically, Blippy is this like decent looking man. I think he is very nice in looking. his thirties. Yeah, there was. I watched an episode the other day where he. I mean, out of the corner of my eye, where he went to make like smoothie popsicles with some girl, and the girl was really cute. And all I can imagine, he's like walking around being like, "I love popsicles." <laughs> And he just, like, it, was he trying to fuck her? Did he, like, did it end? And was he like, hey, what's up? I'm Blippi. I'm a fucking millionaire. Kids can't get enough of me. Like, does the guy get laid? How does this work? How would he not? I don't think he has kids. So, like, how did no. he come up with this idea? Was he, like, drunk and high? Is he just, like, somebody's creepy uncle? Like, what? <laughs> like, how do you unleash this secret ability to do? Because the show is awful. It is so bad. I don't understand. I've never heard a single good thing about it. It makes me it. feel like I have mental illness. Yes. When you- I watch it, I feel like <laughs> yes. I'm, that it's, that I'm becoming mentally yes. ill. Yes. Yes. And I wonder, like, what's wrong with my kid that he finds this shit and entertaining like what is it every boy i've ever met finds that shit entertaining it doesn't make any Uh sense it's this man child especially the one that you they they go on the plane have you seen the one where he goes oh god that's like has everything it's like porn it's like planes (laughs) and a man who's talking weird and it's oh sebastian likes the one where he goes to a tv studio which is the only thing that gives me hope in life i'm like all right well at least you you like are going after down the lane of what mommy and daddy do i Maybe he'll be like a Gelman. <laughs> I, I, 
I, you know, who knows? Who knows? But like where, at what point was this guy like, you know what? I'm going to start my own project. And I'm gonna- it probably started right after his shit video got really big. He's like, you can do anything and make money on television. Like YouTube. Yes. What a world. Oh my goodness. YouTube kids is like a, yeah, it's a quagmire. Oh. I actually almost prefer regular YouTube in spite of the fact that you could like stumble across a beheading video. Has that happened to you? Or your kids? Stumbled upon a, a beheading video? No. <laughs> but my kids are <laughs> my kids are in YouTube. And part of it is just that, you know, when you're 10, you don't want to be on kids' YouTube. And and also my 10-year-old makes like YouTube videos. Um, and uh, and actually one time someone posted a link in one of his videos that he posted, and it took uh you to a porn site. So that was a whole <laughs> thing. Um, in fact, we talk about that, I think this is this week's episode of my wow. uh, of why mommy drinks but yeah getting back to uh, kids YouTube. My kids used to be obsessed with one, uh, like this, it was like this horrible computer animation. And the people who were doing it were Indian, but they were speaking English. <laughs> and it was like, um, they would just sing like the out, like A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J. And then, but they would also had like very strong Indian accents. <laughs> so it was, it was, it was so strange. And it was like 20 minutes long and the cheapest animation but my kids were obsessed with it and uh <laughs> there wasn't anything like super weird except it would be like a number dancing you know with a person um <laughs> do you know have you seen these yes, one of the I long have, yeah. nursery rhyme ones that's just like nursery rhymes for a hundred yes. hours it was like two episodes of a nursery rhyme over and over again but for like an hour yes. and 45 minutes but I was watching yes. it and I thought that I this was like early on when I when you don't sleep I mean I still don't sleep but like in the early years in the middle of it something bizarre did flash on was like, it Momo? So, I don't know it was like some sublim- <laughs> subliminal something yes and I was like no that's not cartoons and then it went right back out it? I don't even remember I was so tired but it was like not the same content and then she killed her mother <laughs> um <laughs> You know, that's... And then she knew she had to assassinate someone. Yeah. Yeah. That Momo thing that happened. And then my husband keeps telling me, he's been telling me this story for years, like before our son started watching YouTube, because we don't have YouTube kids. We just have them on regular YouTube. I guess that's a mistake. Mm -hmm. But he watches it right next to me while I'm doing work. But Matt has been telling me this story for years about how like people make bootleg cartoons. Yes. And in it, the messaging is like, go steal a car and light your parents' house on fire. Like, weird shit. And I'm kind of excited to stumble upon that. (laughs) Like, I'm just dying to actually see this crazy urban legend in, like, actual practice. You're like, is it creepypasta or is it real? Yeah. No, it's real. It is real. It's, It's Cause like my friend, um, her kids were, ex- they loved that song. It's like, it's raining tacos <laughs> from out of the sky. And actually the guy who does those songs, I actually really like, uh, you know, as kids music goes, but someone had done like a different video and it was like, <laughs> it was something like drink some bleach now <laughs> it's under the sink. And, uh, it was, it was like encouraging kids to kill themselves. My kids are also obsessed. They, there's a lot of like weird Peppa Pig yes. sort of mashup nightmare fuel. It's awful. You already know how I feel about the British, so imagine how I feel about Peppa Pig. So basically, anytime Sebastian 
actually made those videos, actually. Yeah, it's just like Peppa Pig (laughs) offing herself because I'm just like, yes, get out of here, Peppa. She's the worst. We somehow avoided Peppa Pig. I don't know how. Peppa Pig, Lippy, um, Caillou. We never yeah, we avoided Caillou. Had, too. Caillou is a fucking whiny pussy baby. He's um, the worst. <laughs> what's the deal with Pink Fong? Yes, Pink Fong. Oh, Pink yes, Fong is basically like this generation's like Sanrio, but it's like. Uh, animated <laughs> characters and there's one so it goes between cartoons and like live action but there's one where this little girl and a cartoon hoagie or hoggy or whatever the one character is are making they're like making ice cream and combining weird flavors and it's like fish and taco or like what's weirder like fish and Lysol Ew. ice cream or whatever and Sebastian thinks it's like prize winning he is so blown away by how good this shit is it's amazing to me he's just like so into it my biggest issue with ping fong is that all the men have these broadway voices they're like baby shark (laughs) and then the women are very off key they're like mommy shark (laughs) like it's like i'm like mommy you're pitchy (laughs) but all the men have these great voices daddy shark doo doo and the mother's like grandma Shark. It's like the worst. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? That is very accurate. Grandma shark doo doo. You're right. Let's talk about for a second unboxing videos. Mm. Oh yeah. It's yeah. like kids oh, SMR. Yeah. Speaking like, of YouTube kids. Oof, those things are the fucking worst. Fashion's not into them yet. Two categories. One is like the kid doing it, and then there's the one that are like produced by the company with like slick VO. Uh-huh. And the weird thing is, is because like when my kid's at a birthday party and other kids are opening presents, she's she doesn't want to watch that. She no! wants to take it. So then why does she want to watch it? On TV. I can't wrap my head around unboxing videos, but I will tell you this. Isn't that how that little shit Ryan became a fucking millionaire and got a TV show? Now he has like a line at Target and a show on Nickelodeon. And you know what? What the fuck? Honestly, they really didn't need to make his parents characters. That's all I need to say about that show. It is... I constantly am like, ooh, that was a weird choice, Nickelodeon. Also, some of these videos are 45 minutes long. Who fucking takes that long to To open something? (laughs) Although, true story, that's how long it takes for my child to eat a cookie. So, I mean, maybe. (laughs) My kids used to really be into those unboxing videos. There was like... Definitely, there was, like, the Ryan unboxing videos. And then there was also, like, there are a few where it's, like, a family. And they clearly, this is how they pay their bills, <laughs> is they make these very produced videos. And the parents are a big part of it. And there's, like, lots of visuals. And then, of course, there's, like, a bunch of white kids who are <laughs> living in a mansion and opening things. And, yeah, my kids... Loved it. And eventually, I think that was part of why we got rid of YouTube kids, because they kept watching that shit. And we were like, what the fuck is this materialistic bullshit? What a time to be alive, man. Our next segment is hashtag swag bag. My hashtag swag bag is Amy's Organic pre-made cookie dough squares. So yeah, it comes in the refrigerated section like with the eggs and like the Pillsbury dough. And it's like 12 mini cookies. And they are just, you just break them off and you put them in on the cookie sheet. There's no rolling. There's no cutting. They're just like cookie squares. They turn into circles. Don't ask me. I I don't do geometry, but that doesn't make sense. (laughs) They turn into regular cookie shaped, but they're like little squares. And I'm, I'm not what you would call a baker. I'm not a baker. I cook, but I'm not a baker. And I'm also not a sugar person. 
I'm a salt person. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. And so my daughter and my my man really like cookies and I like making them with her because I didn't get to really do that stuff with my mom. My mom's not like a, a person who does things in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. And so we do this every week and I really like how easy it is because I don't have to do anything. And I can also trust her. She like breaks it off, puts it on the cookie sheet, takes 15 minutes to cook and it's delicious. And we've also tried, they make ones that are like fudgy brownies that are also really good. Ooh. And then fudgy brownies with peanut butter inside of them. And again, it takes like 15 to 20 minutes to cook. It comes already and you just like break off a square and put it in, a, in either a cookie tin or we put one in a like on a cookie tribe but we also did one as a uh, like cupcake so I used cupcake container and I put it in there and then it was like a bite like a cookie bite. Carrie I love this idea because my kids always want to cook with me but you know it's such a fucking mess <laughs> yeah. and you've got to set it up and if they get the wrong amount it's gonna suck and the only thing I've found is like brownie mix because you just put eggs in it and like call it a day or whatever. But this is like instant gratification because when you want a cookie, you can make it in 15 minutes, which is what a kid really wants. Yeah. So we like the Amy's organic ones, but we also have tried the other ones, which are also good, that are not Amy's organic brand. The brownie, the brownies with peanut butter, the chocolate chip cookies, any of those ones that come in like with the eggs, you know, like in that section with that. And we've made them now all different ways now. Like literally, like I said, to make them like more portable, I put them in muffin tins with the liner. And then you can like put Mm -hmm. it in, you know, when we go into the car, it's a little bit easier to like make that happen. This is a good life. (laughs) Thank you. I am going to use this. Thank you. You're welcome. (laughs) And it also makes it easy to make a couple different kind of cookies because there's only like nine to 12 of them. So it's like one cookie tray could be one, like especially if you have more than one kid, if one kid likes oatmeal raisin, you, without making like a whole big batter, you can have both kinds of cookies. It's so easy. Oh my God. Recently, I, I, I heard someone talking about their mom and they were saying, and every day we would get home from school, she would, she would have fresh baked cookies. And I was like, how the fuck did she do that? <laughs> And you have just answered that for me, Carrie. And now I can be a super mom and my kids, when I'm dead and gone, will be like, my mom is amazing. She she presented fresh baked cookies to and us. And it's How really tasty it? too. Like I want to be like, they're crappy cookies. They're not. They're fucking delicious. And today I had one for breakfast, even though I'm not a sugar person. Pussin. Sugar pussin. <laughs> even though I'm not a sugar person. Hey, sugar pussin. <laughs> even though I'm not a sugar person. It sounds like a weird euphemism for fuck. <laughs> Y'all want a sugar pussy? <laughs> You got that good blood? <laughs> I believe in the industry, you call that a shout back or something. What? Call back? Call back. That's <laughs> call back. <laughs> a shout back. You call that a shout back. I believe you what call that an Outback Steakhouse. <laughs> <laughs> and that's a blooming onion. <laughs> Goodbye. Mine's easy. Mine's the Queen's Gambit. It's just really good. I am like so, I, I didn't think chess could be so fucking riveting and uh it's so good it's so good the costumes are good the makeup is good everything about the show top to bottom she's great the mother is fantastic first of all the moral of this story is don't ever question me again ashley yeah okay good luck with that (laughs) second thing is and there is a third thing don't worry the second thing is the mom looks just like someone one of my friends she looks just like one of my somebody i know also she looks incredibly familiar to me that it's distracting. So I wonder if we are all talking about the same person. My person's name is Hannah Pearl Ut. And my person's named Anna. Huh. 
That's weird. My person's <laughs> name is Canna. <laughs> so what's your swag bag pick? Oh, it's so hard to choose. I've got a few. Um, I mean, my eternal evergreen swag bag pick is just robot vacuums and robot mops. Oh, that's, yes. uh, that's good. They make my life so good, and it makes me really happy, and I don't have to actually vacuum or mop. But lately, so my husband and I are like, now that... <laughs> Biden's going to be president and eventually maybe we'll all have a vaccine. We should probably start to lose the weight that we have accumulated over the last four years, but specifically the last eight months. (laughs) Same here. Dude. So I've been relying a lot on Skinny Taste, which is like a online recipe blog. They do really good work and uh, they have a lot of really good recipes and they're easy and, uh, you know, not bad for you. And uh, and I've been really relying on that. I'm going to have to try that out. I don't know if that's a good one. Is that No, that's a good one. I think that's a really good one. I could also just say that I got a really good swag sweatshirt from Target that's making it's really making me very happy it's from Stars Above oh I love Stars Above it's so soft everything is so soft So the, and this one has, it's so soft on the inside. It's charcoal gray. So no stains get like on it and it has pockets. It's a sweatshirt with pockets and it makes me so happy. Mm. Those are all really good choices, actually. Thank you. I'm sorry. I have so many. No, that's great. It makes for good television, even though this is not television. If it were, though, it would be good. But this is a podcast, and so it sucks. (laughs) Betsy, tell us all the places people can find you. Plug yourself. Plug all your things, please. Oh, well, thank you. Well, you can find me on Instagram. I am Betsy.Stover. And uh, and also, I am Why Mommy Drinks podcast on Instagram. And of course, you should check out Why Mommy Drinks on, uh, you know, wherever you're getting your podcasts these days. We're on all of the things. And, um... Um, is there anything else I'm missing? Oh, and my husband and I, along with two of our friends, are starting an improv school. So if you go to IlluminatiImprov.com. That's huge. <laughs> how did you How did you not think of that one from the top? That's huge. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, go to IlluminatiImprov.com. We're going to be offering all sorts of workshops and classes, and it's for funsies. And, you know, it's none of the, like, pressure of, like, I got to be on a team. And like, I'm taking classes with a bunch of 20 year olds, Uh, you know. So, yeah, it should be a lot of fun. That's awesome. Congratulations. Guys, I love you both, but I have to go because my son is uh, just being him. So I love you guys. I got to take a poop. It's okay. I got to take a poop. We're good. (laughs) Okay. Bye. I love you guys. (laughs) Bye, everybody. Thank you for having me on. Thank you. Okay, that's our show today, folks. Thank you so much for giving us a listen. Please do not forget to rate, review, and subscribe. We are out here on our own, and these things really, really matter. We want to hear from you. Tell us what you want to hear. Email us at momtouragepod at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram at momtouragepodcast to hang out with us all week long. We are here for you. You are not alone. We got you. So go ahead, girl. Know this posse is behind you and go slay. Momtourage is written and produced by Ashley Heron-Smith and Carrie Sotero. Recorded and mixed by Lee Mars. Our theme song, MILF, is by the band Mama Drama. You can find them on Instagram at Mama Drama Band or mamadramaband.com. <laughs>